just for just so folks know, this is completely on the fly. Jay and I have done no show prep. We've had we haven't looked at any of the other articles that are online. We just got an alert, maybe a half hour, of, about who won the presidency. And if you're listening to this, 99% of you probably already know. For the 1% of you who have been in media blackout, um, all the major media outlets are calling the election for Joe Biden on this Saturday. I think that they called it around 11... 11.30-ish Eastern Standard Time. And I wanted to call and get Jay's reaction. And then he had said some amazing stuff. And then um, it was like, oh, too bad we weren't recording this. Maybe I should have been recording it. So, but I was outside doing um, construction work, uh, working on the deck. So uh, you go first. I got, what do you think? What do you think about this? And what's your, what's your initial reaction? And now that I've given you a half hour, <laughs> has has that reaction changed at all? No, not really. Um, I still think that Trump should concede. He really should. Um, lawsuit. He's probably going to continue the lawsuits, and conceding is probably counterproductive with doing the lawsuits. But I think what should happen now is Trump should concede. There should be a congressional investigation into improprieties that were conducted during this election on both sides, by the way. Yeah. There's plenty of shady shit that the um, Republicans have engaged in. There's shady shit the Democrats have engaged in. Either way, it's just not good. No. And... I also think that uh, we've got to we got to change the way we can hold these elections. Oh no doubt, we're using the same fucking technology we've been using since the 1980s. Jesus, Jay, don't hold back. Tell us how you really feel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just it's so it's frustrating to me. Right. Why the hell are these ballots being counted manually? Well, they'll have to be inserted. Okay, so why aren't we? Why don't we have electronic ballots? Well, because the ballot system that they tried in uh, 20, what was it, 2018, went completely off the rails. Okay, but that was an app for your phone. Right. Why isn't there a fucking website where you put in a valid ID, either your social security number or driver's license or both, proving who you are, and you vote online? Well, not everyone has access to the internet. Okay, then the polling places have computers right. set up right. or tablets set up that connect you to that website and you provide that in. Well, that's racist because people, you expect people to have an ID. Well, if they don't have a social, social security number, they shouldn't be fucking voting. Right. Is what it boils down to. No, I'm, there is and I'm no sure. reason why we can't do that. My whole thing about that, Jay, is that they will find a way to corrupt it. Whatever system oh. we develop, I guarantee you someone on either side of the aisle it's is going to both. have somebody that's going to be because um robert kennedy jr has spent literally decades talking about how about you know voter fraud so for the past oh, yeah. 20 years i think that since the 2000 election yep. he's been talking about how all of the ways that the americans vote are 
fraudulent and are susceptible to being corrupted. And that's not a bug, that's a feature. There has to be a way that in the event, and I'm paraphrasing when I say this, in the event that some megalomaniac gets on the ballot and is able to build up a momentum, there should be a way for, quote, the parties to circumvent the will of the people if we nominate a megalomaniac. I'm not, see, I'm not sure I agree with that. If we vote for a megalomaniac, it's not up to the, I don't want the parties to be able to. No, just, no, that's, to that, that was his, that was, that was, that's how he said they, the big they rationalize it. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I, I disagree with that premise entirely. The parties should not be able to countermand the will of the people, right. period. Well, it happened during, there the, should not, it happened during, it the happened primary. in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. It happened in 2016. It happened during the primary, although that wasn't necessarily the parties that did that. I think that was more the mass media mogul, mongol, moguls who did that. No, I think mongols. Although mongol right. probably works because Mo- they've mongols been fucking works. raiding us. Mo- yeah. Yeah. Mongols works. Um, they've been raiding and raping us for years. So, yeah, that, that works. I, I, I just don't see how um, the entire country is going to agree, okay, yeah, Joe Biden won it fair and square. Just as if Donald Trump won, I highly doubt the entire country is going to say, yep, Donald Trump won fair and square. I don't think anybody in this country is going to believe, I'm sorry, the vast majority of the people in this country are going to look at this election and they're going to have to admit they know it was rigged. Now, some of them are happy that it was rigged for their guy. But the other half yeah. of the country are, I mean, there are going to be people that we know and love who are going to go to their grave believing that this was a rigged election. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I can't, in all honesty, tell them it wasn't rigged. Right. The problem is both parties tried rigging it. I don't both think parties that, did their yeah. level best to rig it. They I don't I, I think that one of the things that you had said when I first called you is that there's not going to be a truth and reconciliation committee on what happened in this election because the more that they dig into what happened, the more you we're going to find out that the Republicans and the Democrats both right. tried to rig this election in their favor. Right. And and that is the scary part to me, which is why I don't think there ever really will be a congressional investigation. I don't I just don't see that happening because both parties don't really want the elections to be 100 percent transparent. They want to be able to fudge with them to some extent. Like one of the other things I mentioned when we spoke earlier is, in my opinion, we need to do as much as we can to eliminate the manipulation of Congress, congressional manipulation of process, right? right? That isn't necessarily illegal, but it's definitely sketchy as hell. Right. Like, for example, I think we shouldn't have congressional districts for the House of Representatives. We should have one representative per political county border within every state. Every state has counties. Every state does. And when you get west of the Mississippi, the counties actually have more power than they do east of the Mississippi. But every state has counties. So we should have one House of Representatives 
member for every county. Yes, that means some people will have a representative representing a fuck ton of people, and some counties will have a representative for many, many less people. That's population density. That's a way of, in my opinion, mitigating the mob rule aspect that is increasingly becoming relevant and prevalent within our politics, right? You have a lot of people talking about eliminating the the electoral college. And what that does is it means the people who choose to live in more rural areas are not going to have a voice in government. I don't mean they're going to have less of a voice in government because they already have less of a voice in government. I mean, if we go to a popular vote, it will only be the high density population areas that have a say in what is going on. I saw a map recently that showed, I think it was five states, and they said these five states combined have a total population about the same as LA count, as the city of LA. Five states have the same population combined as the city of LA. And LA is not the most high population city we have. And the truth of it is, When you get into more high-density population areas, they tend to vote overwhelmingly Democrat. Not that that in and of itself is a problem. It's fine. However, you do need to realize that what the people in those cities think is good is not going to be good for the people outside of those cities. Right. Exactly. And that's that's the argument for the Electoral College. Um, Exactly. And it was just like, and we need the people outside of those cities. You need the farmers. You need the people in those rural areas. They're a vital part of the country, and they should have as much of a say as you do. Well, that means my vote counts less than theirs does. Yes, it does. Maybe you should move out of a fucking city (laughs) and maybe go someplace more rural if that's what your main concern is. It's just that because the way you want to do it is that you have your vote counts less. The way. I the way I want to do it, your vote counts less. The way you want to do it, their vote doesn't count at all. Doesn't matter. It's, so it's it's a crazy system. It's crazy, and I'm sure that anything that anybody says on how we should fix it, there's always going to be somebody who says, "Oh yeah, but," um, yeah. And it's like there's part of me that says, on the one hand, um, I like how it's a little chaotic. I like how it's a little crazy. Because as a podcaster, I'm never going to run out of material. <laughs> Yet, on the other hand, as, a, as an American, as a husband and as a dad, not necessarily in that order, um, I'm horrified by this. I'm horrified um, by the entire situation here. And the question that I have to many of our liberal friends and listeners is how are you going to bring the country together now with Joe Biden and his and entire I don't team? Think, yeah, go ahead. In all honesty, I don't think they care. They have no interest in bringing the country together because a lot of them, the ones, some of the ones that I've kind of spoken to about stuff like this is they should have thought of that before they voted for Trump. Yeah. Well, if you, how why you, weren't you saying that about Trump? I'm like, I was saying it about Trump. <laughs> did you not hear the podcast? I mean, right. we, we an hour each week, at least talking about the political issues. And we've been very critical of him. Right. He is not a uniter. We've never I personally have never claimed he was a uniter. 
you have, I at least not that I've heard, have ever claimed he was a person who was uniting right and left. We have never said that about Trump. And it's like that even if I did, though, how does that how does that not how does not wanting to unite the country make it right? How is that making it better? If anything, you should feel like there's more of a need to unite the country because you know what it feels like. Right. But we don't have that now. And we don't have that because of the way the social media works. You know, like you were talking about in a, a previous podcast about that documentary on Netflix about how social media is really geared to push people further and further oh, yeah. away from each other and greater and greater echo chambers. Oh, absolutely. I haven't watched the documentary yet, but I've done a little research on my own. And I got to say, you know what? You're absolutely right. It's scary as hell. It absolutely it it really really is. Yeah. They're pushing people into a such a frenzy that there will be violence about it. And I just saw something on the blaze saying that, uh, I guess Trump people in um, Florida were at a rally and they got shot at with pellet guns. And anyone who says they deserve it, you're part of the problem. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's craziness. It's absolutely. It is. And on, on top of everything else, it's like these people are saying, well, now that the election is over, now we need to um, heal the nation and become one nation again. How is that going to happen after you just spent the past four or five years calling all of these people deplorable, calling them stupid, calling them racist when many or most of them aren't? You've caught. I mean, yeah. Hillary Clinton and, and Biden supporters have called Trump supporters the worst things you could possibly call somebody and vice versa. Trump supporters have been calling Hillary supporters and Joe Biden supporters some of the most awful, mean things that you could possibly imagine. Some things that you, yeah. you are never, ever going to heal those relationships. Now, all of these, right. all of these, like we were talking about the Reuters, the Reuters. Um, yeah. Uh, um, series of articles that they wrote. The one that they wrote this or they published this past Monday or Tuesday and the one that they did almost exactly verbatim four years ago talking about how family members aren't talking to each other anymore. Couples have gotten divorced over um, uh, Trump and vice versa. And my wife is just like my wife. One of my friends from high school. One of my I don't know if you heard that. This is one of the that's reasons bullshit. why would Yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. Why would you why would you alienate your child over politics? For people who have not heard, my wife said that one of her friends from high school was banned by her parents on social media. And how now that now that Joe Biden has won, how are you going to heal those relationships? How are you going to yeah. bring people together? And here's the other thing that I think I need to do. I need to hook up one of the microphones to one of the microphone stands, have it right at the door so that when she w says something to say, she can just step right up to the microphone and say it. That's what I, that's, yeah. that's the other thing that's going to be on my honey-do list because she's the smartest <laughs> woman I've ever known. Um, and I'm not just saying that because she's making me a beautiful lunch. I really mean that. The th the, the, all these people are saying that now's the time to heal. How are you going to do that? 
How are you going to heal your yeah. relationships with people when you say, I can't, you're not my mother anymore because you support Trump and you're obviously a racist. I can't, you're not my father anymore because you support Joe Biden and he likes to sniff little girl's hair. How are you, how are you going to heal that? Right. And that's an important question for everyone to ask is, how are you going to do that? Because it is up to the individuals to do it. The politician is not going to bring people together. A politician, a single politician is not going to make your relationship with the people that you've pissed off in your life any better. You have to make that step, you as an individual. And I don't care if you're right wing, I don't care if you're left wing. If you've alienated people because of the stupid, inane politics yep. that is going on, you are fucking up as a person. I have friends on both sides of the aisle. We've had some really intense conversations, but we're still friends. We're still talking and communicating with each other. I have two children who are definitely not the same voting record as I'm going right. to have. And I am okay with that. I still love them. They still love me. We still can talk. We do have some intense conversations about some political issues, but that's okay. It's even healthy to have close relationships with people with whom you politically disagree. I think it's actually really healthy to do that because no one side has all of the answers. I'm a conservative. I, I, I like small government. I like, you know, I don't want the government getting involved in what I'm, my life as little as possible involvement from the government is what I want. Right. And to me, that means I've gotten more libertarian as I've gotten older in that, you know, I really honestly don't care if two gay people get married. And this was my position when it all started. I was living in Massachusetts, which is the state where it all started at the time. I don't care if two gay people get married. I really don't. In fact, it's probably a good thing for them to get married. It's probably a great step for our society to take in allowing gay marriage and celebrating gay marriage. Because let's face it, homosexuals have been very, very denigrated. They've had a lot of shit happened to them over the years in this country. So, hey, we should start healing from those wounds. Gay marriage is a great first step towards doing that sort of thing. That being said, I don't want a gay couple suing a church because the church doesn't want to let them hold a gay marriage in that chapel. That's my only caveat to it. Because, I, it, or I don't want I don't want a gay couple suing, say, just to pull something out of the air that I'm completely making up. I don't want a gay couple suing, say, a cake maker for refusing to bake their wedding right, cake. Right. Find another fucking cake maker. Why would you want a cake Except maker? Why would you want a cake maker who hates you bake you a cake for your wedding? Why would you want that? I don't right. know. I that still, I still don't like know. A smart thing. To and me. I don't know if we're getting off topic here. <laughs> <laughs> Like always. Who, us? Off topic? Off topic, Jay. Um, us? Yeah. I, I, I think that the, um, I think we have a lot of healing to do while yes. at the same time I'm very pessimistic because I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I don't think anyone's going to make an, I don't, I think there'll be some people that make an effort, but overall I don't see a, an effort being made at all. 
I mean, you've already got a, a, um, AOC, Andrea Ocasio-Cortez, saying we need to make sure we hold those people who are Trump supporters accountable. OK, and she's yeah. talking about socially. Right. If they try to say, oh, I didn't like Trump, she's trying to say, well, then, you know, you should be able to point at previous tweets that they made that were in support of Trump. I Even am- that, though, is not I mean, to some extent, I agree with what she's saying. But honestly, this is the wrong time to be saying something like that because people are going to take it out of court, out of context. There are people who are already tweeting saying that they're coming after so-and-so for their support of Trump. Um, that's already happening on Twitter. I'm, co- I'm going after this person. I'm going after that person. Um, yeah, which is just... How is how is that a good thing? It's a it's a horrible thing. It's a horrible thing to think and it's a horrible thing to say. And at the same time, you have other people who support Joe Biden. I think that these people are probably far smarter and braver than we give them for. I, I think that they say now's the time to heal the nation. Those are the people who hey. I'm kind of say those are graceful winners. Yeah. The great. You know, I, I, I think if they're out there and they're saying, you know, hey, we got a little crazy. Um we need to just realize we both went a little crazy. Hey, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, like I can agree with that. I can get behind that. You know, we have a so. we have a strange alarm going on in the background. I don't know if the listeners can hear it, but um, we got another news alert coming across the wire here. Um, or or, oh, do you? or my or my son needs to get picked up from 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 work. What's it's one of the, <laughs> it's one of the others here. Um, I, I'm yeah, sorry. I had a we had an amber alert area in my area and it scared the fuck out of me when it went off. I think that I think that it is amazing how like rather it amazes me how the vitriol is being amped up on social media and how how look at they could the Biden supporters could have very easily have lost this it, like we and like we said on you know on the pod the special episode that we did on wednesday it should never have been this close it should yeah. never have been this close well to ramp that up a little bit one of my daughters pointed out that she was looking at the numbers like state to state to state numbers and if you look everywhere this entire election is less than five percent at the house at the house and at the senate level and for the most part even at the uh, at the level of, of the presidential level. Most places are within 5%, most states. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the AP Electoral College map here. Because, let's see, Washington. Well, Washington was huge difference, huge difference. But when, and the other thing she pointed out is if you drill down into the counties, a lot of these states that are blue are only blue because the cities voted Democrat, you know? It's, it's a, it's a mess. It's an absolute total mess. And that just reiterates what we had said at the beginning of this. Nobody's going to trust the results. Yeah. Nobody's going to trust the results. But anyway, that event 201 or whatever it was, 205, 201, 201, event 201. They were absolutely right. No one is trusting anything anymore. I think that ironically, part of the reason why people don't trust anything anymore is because of situations like 201. Um, well, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Do, do you want to make any predictions about what's going to happen? Because I, I do have to wrap this up. 
And um, I I do have to ask, what what is your projection for Jesus? How many how many weeks is it until the inauguration? Is it two months? Is it two months? It's yeah, because no, it's more than that, because it's January 20th, if I remember correctly, when they inaugurate or the week of the January. It's like the third week of January that they do the inauguration. I think this week, this year. Do you, do you want to do you want to make any predictions about what's going to happen? Do you want to make any predictions about what's going to happen in 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 the next couple of weeks leading up to inauguration day? I kind of don't. Um, I don't. I think the one. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that the. I don't think the nation is down off of the quote unquote high of the election. Right now, I think there's a lot of people that are still angry and pissed off over insert reason here. Um, A lot of Republicans are pissed off about how the election turned out. A lot of Democrats are pissed off about, well, Trump in general. I don't think the nation as a whole is, is ready to reconcile yet. I hope that changes days. We'll see how it goes. I think if we, I think because of COVID and because of the election, we're going to see a lot less travel this Thanksgiving. We usually do. That's as far as I want to go with a prediction, because it's just too many variables. I the prediction the prediction that I'm going to make, and I, I want to play this back um, for our audience and see how spot on I was. Um. The prediction that I am willing to make is that um, this article that I retweeted on Twitter about Adweek, Adweek had said that publishers are going to have to rethink, I'm actually looking here, not having Trump in office could have implications for a media organization like CNN's identity and purpose. We're also like looking at um, people like Rachel Maddow and yeah. uh, all, all the other people at MSNBC. W- what are you going to talk about now? I think that yeah. I think that all of um, all the late night or evening news talk shows are going to take a serious hit because now the boogeyman is gone. Unless the boogeyman does something really horrible between now and January 20th. People are going to stop watching these pontificators who have pushed Russiagate for at least four years, maybe even longer. I um I see people like Rachel Maddow take see their ratings take a huge hit. The entire MSNBC network, now that they no longer have a boogeyman to rally against, they're going to actually have to retool and find something else to harp on. What I what I'm going to well, what I'm going to predict go my prediction my prediction is that they're going to take a serious long look at how hatred for this guy has done really well for them done really well for the bottom line now they're going to focus on this guy over here and air out all of his ugly dirty laundry. I am going to make a prediction that for ratings sake, they might turn on Joe Biden. Because because let me just say this right now. Donald Trump yeah. is irrelevant. 
Donald Trump is absolutely totally irrelevant. I, I, I well, there, at least he will be in January. He will be in January. I, I think that for all, for all of what it's worth, Donald Trump is now ineffectual. I mean, he has like what? He has like maybe five weeks of of wrecking some kind of habit. The only thing that they're going to be able to talk about, meaning the, all the Rachel Maddows in the world, the only thing that they really have to harp on, the only thing that's going to be newsworthy, and the only thing that they're going to have to like wring their hands is what Donald Trump is going to do to cover his butt before he leaves office. I see Donald Trump writing pardons for all of his friends who got into all... And... um. Signing all of these executive orders, I see Donald Trump just wrecking havoc in the next couple of weeks and just doing all of some mean-spirited stuff within the Oval Office, using whatever power that he has during the next couple of weeks. And then when he's gone, he's at Mar-a-Lago every day, and, and let's just move on, let's forget Donald Trump ever happened. The media is going to turn their attention towards the next boogeyman. And I think they might make the, the next boogeyman out of Joe Biden. All the things that they have, have ignored for the past nine months or the past 11 months, I think that they're going to bring that to the front burner. You it, think so? I, I don't know. I don't I don't know that I would. I would. I think those, I, don't know, I would feel comfortable predicting that. I, I think that they would do that for ratings when they start to see their ratings drop significantly. They're either going to find another boogeyman to hate or they're going to turn on Joe Biden and all the all the um, what the hell, all the accusations well, of corruption. Right. And this gets back to the whole assumption that Hunter Biden, the Hunter Biden email story is still going to have legs. Right. Um, I don't know that it will. I don't know that there's going to be anybody that gives a happy shit about it. I, I think people who listen to people like um, Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, Sean Hannity, Michael Savage, yeah. Laura Ingram. Yeah, the right wing guys. The right wing guys. I think the right wing guys are going to do. But they, were to, the only ones, they were the only ones paying attention to it to begin with. I don't think they'll ever let this go. I think that they are going to be demanding impeachment hearings nonstop on Fox News and Newsmax because of the Hunter Biden emails and the, the whole the China collusion and the Ukraine collusion. I think that the right, everybody in the right, on the right side Literally. of the aisle, everybody yeah. on the right side of the aisle in media and in politics are, are going to, quote, Russiagate, unquote, Joe Biden in, until the midterms. See what happens in the midterms. Because if there's not an investigation... If there's if there's no senator um, congressional hearings, um, I pr I promise you this is this is going to be the biggest issue during the midterm elections. Now now this is not this is my prediction for the next two years. Yeah, I'm kind of like jumping the gun here. I people who are Republicans and conservatives and maybe some independents are going to r run based off of we need to have an investigation and there are going to be people who are going to be calling for Joe Biden's impeachment until the day he leaves office because of what's allegedly in Hunter Biden's emails. 
Conservative pontificators yeah, will never let that go. No, they won't. But at the same time, the truth of the matter is that I think there will be some of them that do let it go because the consequence of taking out Joe Biden at this point is a pre- President Kamala Harris. And people on the right would rather have President Biden than President Harris. Yeah. She's far more left wing. She's far, far more willing to go to extreme measures in regards to things that people on the right feel are sacred cows, like, for example, gun control. She's far left on gun control. She literally, I mean, Joe Biden has said in interviews when asked directly, so does that mean you're going to be coming for people's guns? He said, yes, he's said that he's volunteered that that he is going to be coming for people's guns if they're assault guns, if they're assault rifles, is what he said. So Kamala Harris is left of Joe Biden on that. So President Harris is going to be coming for your guns, all of them. And I'm basing that on what she said, not anything else. So because of that, if no other reason, I think you may be surprised to see how little it's getting pushed. And when I say it, I mean the the Hunter Biden email thing. I think you're, you're going to see a lot of people on the right, whether they want to admit it publicly or not, are going to go, you know what? I don't like Joe Biden, but I really don't want to have to deal with the president, Kamala Harris. I will just say this. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say in closing, there's a part of me that is just sad. I'm never, ever going to be able to have a good reason to use my really bad Donald Trump impression. Those days are <laughs> over. Those days are over. You're assuming he steps out of the spotlight. He's too much of a narcissist no, I, to do I, that. No, I, I ha- think you'll be able to pull it out on occasion. <laughs> I have to retire it. All right. Have a good day. Talk to you later, Jack. Congratulations on surviving another episode of the Thor Chronicles radio show. Find out more about the Fedora Chronicles by visiting our website, thefedorachronicles.com. That's where you can find our show notes, past episodes, and articles. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram by simply searching for us on those platforms. Don't forget to join our group on Facebook and follow us on Twitter so that you can keep up with what we will be talking about in the next episode. Facebook, Twitter, and our email address, Chronicle at google.com, are great ways to drop us a line with your comments and show topic suggestions. And if it's any good, we promise we will read your comment on the air. Support the show by contributing to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Chronicles. For a mere dollar a month, you get early access to the podcast, updates on what we're doing, and for $5 a month, you get all that and a t-shirt and coffee mug of your choice. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you to all of our listeners who are already contributing. You can also support the show and show off your incredible, impeccable taste by buying our merch at zazzle.com slash store slash Chronicles. The theme songs for the show are Royal Flush and Black Cabaret by All of Music. All other music on the show is listed on the show page and has been provided to us by Premium Beats from Shutterstock. Copyright The Fedora Chronicles 2020. All rights reserved. On behalf of my co-host Jason and I, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off and reminding you to keep your chins up and your fedoras on.